Good morning, this is Bryce Peterson, and you're listening to Actually You Can, episode 44, Procrastinating Procrastination. It's a really nice day in Taylorsville. Went out for a run this morning, about 5.30. The air was nice and crisp. And every now and then you can smell someone's got a a fire going that's wafting through the air. Nothing quite like the faint smell of a home fire dancing through the autumn breeze. Mm, Doesn't get much better than that. I did have something startling happened to me while I was running yesterday. I was just minding my own business, taking in a nice deep breath as I was rounding a corner, and an insect flew into my mouth and went straight down my windpipe. I've never had that happen to me before, probably because I haven't been running for very many years. It's only been like maybe a collective year over the last year and a half that I've actually ran, probably even less. So I think this is going to happen to me more than once. Brittany used to run a lot, and she said that that happened to her multiple times. That's just so alarming. I was coughing, trying to get that bug out of my throat. (laughs) And because it went down my windpipe, I'm worried now that It was going to lay eggs in my lungs. And since there's oxygen going into my lungs and there's moisture in there, I'm like, you know what? These bugs can just set up shop inside me. What's going to happen to me? (laughs) This, This is the paranoid brain going a little bit into overdrive. I think I'm going to be fine. But that was something new. Something new. If you've never had that, I'm sorry because... It really lets you know how alive you really are when you inhale an insect. I'm just glad it wasn't like a wasp. I'm glad wasps are normally asleep at this time. So a couple diverting updates. I decided to pursue a project management certification, a PMP. So I started taking a course for that. Want to add something else to my career toolkit, if you will. So pursuing that, looking forward to that. I've set a goal for myself to take that exam by the end of this year. So I'll keep you posted on that as that progresses. And then I've also been working through a life coach certification through Kane Ramsey. So making good progress with that. Becoming more self-aware. Yes, I am. Mm. There's so much Bryce to love. I had no idea how much Bryce there was to love. I guess we're only getting started. I'll keep you posted on that as well. Hope to have that certification squared away by the end of this year also. So fun things coming for me. So thank you to my listener for emailing me, Bryce at BrycePeterson.com. Sent in a scenario to look over. And it's regarding procrastination. Yay for procrastination, right? I love me a good old bowl of procrastination in the morning. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? However, if we're tired of eating that for breakfast and we're interested in moving on to something else, we do have options. But what are they and how do we find them? 
that's what the episode's about today. So going into this request and, and thank you for taking the time to put in this, put this request in the format of, of CT far. We've got our circumstance, our thought, our feeling, our action and our results. So tip my hat to the format in which it was submitted. So circumstance listed as follows. I'm given a major project or paper to do at work or school, but the deadline is far away, or at least I perceive it to be well into the future. Okay, perfect. What's nice about how this one is listed is there's no emotion really tied to it. A good circumstance would be something that would not make a good headline in the news. It doesn't call out like, ooh, pay attention to me. Circumstances are very neutral. Uh, so I like the way the circumstance is listed. Very neutral. Have a paper or project. The deadline seems to be a ways out. Okay, great. So here's the thought that is happening. This is a tough, difficult task. So I don't want to work on it right now. I would rather be doing something I enjoy. I have plenty of time to work on this later. And I'll get to it at some point. This is pretty typical, I think, for most of us to feel this way, right? So we're all kind of relating to this. It doesn't matter what it is that comes up in life. A new situation that is seems to be out of the ordinary, or it could be a routine thing, but we're like, okay, here we go again. <laughs> this is a pretty common go-to for most people. So how do we feel when we think about it like this? So... This is listed out discouraged that I'm not making any progress, which continues to grow because I tend to wait so long stressed when I'm finally working and trying to crank out something in a compressed timeline. Yes, I can relate. So what are the actions listed as flowing from these feelings? I do not work on the project or paper until 24 or 48 hours before the deadline, then I work fast and furious to meet the deadline. Okay. And results getting an average grade or doing the bare minimum work required. The task is completed, but usually not at a high standard. Okay. So a couple things that come to mind approaching this topic of procrastination. It typically has a negative connotation with it, right? I'm procrastinating. That typically brings with it a level of shame, at least for me. I don't know about you, but when you're procrastinating, you've got some shame involved with it, which is just another layer of unneeded drama for ourselves. The very first question I would ask, are you actually procrastinating? Because there's another word that we might use that would be perfectly applicable to what we're doing, is it possible that you're prioritizing rather than procrastinating? Would you feel better about yourself? Would you be experiencing more pleasant, productive, creative emotions if you would classify your behavior and approach as prioritization? Try that on for a second. In what ways are you prioritizing? rather than procrastinating. Because in our in our day-to-day -day lives and all the things that we have the privilege of managing, we have to prioritize things. So if this 
if this particular paper or project, whatever it is, can be scheduled in to something later, then you're not procrastinating it. So something to consider. And I guess up until the point that we've prioritized, we are procrastinating. But I think once you have prioritized it and scheduled time for it, then you're not procrastinating. It's quite possible that the approach here is I just don't do anything with it until I absolutely have to. Uh, one thing to consider, though, and I think this is very important when it comes to considering procrastination, uh, because it tends to revolve around the idea that it's something that you have to do, but you are choosing not to do it. You're actively avoiding it because you think it's hard and we don't want to do it. Remember, very important to remember this. We do not have to do anything. Never at any point, for any reason, do we have to do anything. We get to choose everything we do. So if we can remember that we are doing something because we have chosen to do it, we're going to be able to come from an emotional place that is far at least more in the neutral zone and far less out of a place of scarcity and, oh, it, this is just an absolute must. Things only become an absolute must when we decide that they are an absolute must. It depends on the outcome that we want to produce. So if we want to produce a certain outcome, there are certain things that that outcome requires. So it's only when we have landed on an outcome that we want, that is something that, okay, then we have to do that if we want that outcome. We will feel much better if we're, if we're choosing it ourselves. If, this, if the situation is something that we are treating it like a situation we have chosen. So I think that's, that's pretty useful. And a very other important point to keep in mind is we tend to focus on things that we don't want, and then we frequently get surprised when we have more of what we don't want. Why do we end up with so much of what we don't want? Well, the reason why is because we think about it so much. So a great way to overcome procrastination is to not decide that we don't want procrastination. We are going to steer our car in the direction that we are looking. If you haven't tried this in a while, just make sure you're out in the middle of nowhere. No distractions. You could consider trying this. Try looking in a direction, say off to the left, and continue to keep your car moving straight. You're going to turn left. If you look to the right, you're going to turn right. You steer the car where you look. Same thing with if you're on a bike, on a scooter, if you're running. You just go the direction that you're looking. And I think we'll all find that if we are trying to overcome a bad habit, if we just look at the bad habit and focus on the problem, we just get more of the problem. It's very useful to have antonyms for the problem or to focus on the solutions, focus on what we do want instead of what we don't want. And this is going to be our guiding principle. We're going to look at this as a three-part approach for anything that we're, we're trying to deal with. Kind of like a compass, if you will. Imagine a triangle. The point at the top is the stars. The point on the left bottom is your boat. And the point on the right bottom is your will or your effort. 
We are voyagers in any given situation. We're out on the ocean and we have a destination in mind. We have the stars to guide us. We have our boat and we have our will, those three things. And so we're not putting procrastination up in the stars as our guiding principle here. We have to pick something else. We have to pick what we want. And I think some good questions or thoughts that we could really try on instead of this is a difficult task, it's probably difficult because there's some unknown factors about it. For me, that's, that's the most difficult part of any project. There's a lot of things I don't know yet, and it's going to require effort to get there. But here are some replacement thoughts that I think would work for me. Maybe they work for you guys. So you have to try them on yourself. Thought number one is, I wonder what I'll learn from this. Or, I wonder how this will benefit me in the future, this project. I wonder what ideas or opportunities will spark from this. You see, if we can replace, if we can put curiosity into the mix, into our thoughts, it really opens things up for discovery. I wonder what we'll find. I wonder what we'll see. I wonder what we'll discover through this. This is how humanity has progressed through the years, is being curious. Ooh, I wonder how what we're going to gain from that. Wow. So to me, those are some really useful, useful thoughts that would put me in a feeling, create different feelings. Rather than being discouraged or stressed, we would feel eager and excited, that feeling of joyful anticipation. And then from that, we're all too eager to go ahead and take action right away and enjoy the process of discovery and accomplishment and creation rather than waiting until the very last second because, well, we're afraid of the punishment that will come if we don't do it. Rather, we're driven, I wonder what kind of rewards we can discover that even that aren't even known about yet as, as we accomplish this. To me, we're going to work fast and furious from the get-go if we're coming from that emotional state. And then the results, you still might get an average grade, possibly. Chances are we'll do better because we'll be more interested. We'll be more excited about it. We'll carry that energy with us and other people will feed off of that energy if we have other collaborators on the project. And we'll be far more proud of our effort if, if our effort is being evaluated by someone. If they can tell that we're very proud of it, that's going to influence how they perceive it as well. If we're eager and excited to present what we've created to whoever has presented us with this opportunity, that's going to do good things for them too. So those are some, some of my thoughts about how to overcome procrastination. And then another thing about deadlines, I don't think we need to be too worried about deadlines. We don't need to be necessarily stressed out by deadlines. Think about the ways in which they are a good thing. If we don't have a deadline, then nothing ever gets done. So we deadlines are good. We just over the years have experienced, uh, we call them deadlines. Why don't we call them finish lines? Because those sound a lot more fun. A finish line is a lot more fun than a deadline. I hate the word deadline. I love the word finish line. 
So that's something else to consider too. What words can we use to describe the journey that we're on? So some additional thoughts in getting going. This is a pretty important thing, I believe, is I think we've all noticed that once we get started, things become easier. And let's call this activation energy. If we remember our chemistry 101 classes, a chemical reaction requires a certain amount of energy to get the reaction going. Some of them have low activation energy. Some reactions have higher activation energy. But when you introduce heat or light to many chemical reactions, that will trigger the reaction to go. But in the absence of those things, nothing happens. So the biggest step in a chemical reaction is providing that needed activation energy. So if you imagine a slide, if you can climb up to the top of the slide, then you have that potential energy inside of you and you can go down the slide, the reaction begin, can begin and boom, you're off. And once you get going on a project, you've got that momentum carrying with you and you can proceed through it. The reason why it can be a challenge to achieve that activation energy threshold is because our brains are geared on autopilot to behave in a certain way that I'll describe it with three points. Point number one is your brain has a directive to be efficient, to keep you alive. Listen, it doesn't care about this project. Your brain does not care about the paper, whatever you've been asked to do, whatever's before you. Your brain doesn't give two craps about it. If it doesn't have anything to do with keeping you alive, then it just isn't interested. So you've got that going. And then it wants to avoid pain. It has that directive. Again, to keep you alive. And remember, it does not distinguish between emotional pain and physical pain. To your brain, they're exactly the same thing. There is no difference. The other directive is to pursue pleasure. And so we can see this in the thought uh, that the listener provides. This is a tough, difficult task. So I don't want to work on it right now. I would rather be doing something I enjoy. You see that? Part of the brain's autopilot directive is right in there. Avoid pain, pursue pleasure. I have plenty of time to work on this later. Again, is the accomplishment of this project pertinent to my biological survival? If the answer is no, your brain is not interested. These are lower brain functions. Do the least amount of work possible to keep you alive. Avoid pain, seek pleasure. Your brain's doing that on autopilot all the time. And we frequently operate from that place because we're not even aware of it. Higher brain functions are going to take us into the realm of achievement, discovery, taking risks, that sort of thing. And so in order to overcome procrastination, which is a lower brain function, we have to engage in higher brain activities, things that are intentional. So what are the intentional concepts and activities that we can embrace that will move us across these waters of uncertainty and bring us to our intended destination? Again, that biggest step in any project or initiative is the activation energy. This is the planning phase. This is information gathering, determining what assets you need, what tools you need, all that good stuff. In my work, 80% of what I do has to do with planning. 
I work mainly with projects. 80% of what I do is all the upfront stuff, getting configurations ready, and only 20% of what I do is the actual execution and the finishing phase. Most of our work comes in getting our plan together. And the reason why our lower brain considers that initially painful is because there's unknowns behind it. And according to our brain's perspective, our lower brain's perspective, it's not necessary to keep us alive. The things that are necessary to keep us alive are food, water, shelter, that sort of thing. Immediate needs. Anything that goes above and beyond that is going to require specialized, intentional effort. Now think about, for a moment, the ways in which we are motivated. Think about this. So the thought about how hard it is creates the emotion of frustration and we are not excited to get involved, right? We don't want to get involved with something that's hard. That totally plays to the lower brain's directive, puts us in a very unresourceful state. Those unpleasant, negative emotions, fear avoiding emotions do not motivate in a fulfilling way. But positive reward is so much more in the realm of being fulfilling and moving us forward. So again, it's critical that we get the right thoughts, our guiding thoughts up in the sky, showing us where to go, which create our feelings and the best action forward. Again, you got to put thoughts in your thought line that are going to create emotions for you that make you resourceful and excited and curious and eager. So again, for me, the three that I wrote down, and maybe these will work for you, you just get to play with this. I wonder what I'll learn from this. I wonder how this will benefit me in the future. I wonder what ideas or opportunities will spark from this. There was a big project I was assigned to at work a couple years back. It took a year and a half of planning. And when it came down to actually executing this, some overlooked things came to light. And the project was ultimately abandoned very shortly before the go-live. It was a very difficult time. Probably the worst, the day this was officially ditched was the worst day of my adult career. However, there were some distinctions that I learned in that project that have continued to benefit me in subsequent projects that have been highly successful. And that same project was later turned around on a second iteration and was a complete success based on those ideas. So no matter how the outcome goes, if we can lean into what are we gonna learn, how can it benefit us, what opportunities will spark from this, it gives us every reason to be excited about pursuing it, and then there's no need to delay. We don't want to delay. We have everything going for us. So those are the good old thoughts and feedback on this concept of overcoming procrastination. Thank you very much for submitting that. I want to thank all of you for spending some time with me today. Thank you very much to those who have written and entered reviews on iTunes and Spotify. That helps people find the podcast. If you haven't done that yet, I would greatly appreciate it. And if you have an idea for an episode, something that you'd like me to cover, please go ahead and email me, bryce at brycepeterson.com. Have a great day. That's it for now.